people seem to think that homosexuality is purely about sex. In some sense, the world has made it purely about sex. Even regular heterogeneous relationship is not purely about sex. Next step. So now, I'm not trying to say let's be romantic and let's be this thing. Mm-mm. What I'm saying is let's know what we want to do. And whatever you want to do, stand for it because it is who you are. People accept you for who you are, not who they think you should be. Immediately you become who they think you should be. The next minute they want you to be another person, they want you to be another person, then who's going to be you? Welcome to the Girl Unplugged podcast. This is Rita Chukwiki. This is a platform for authentic and heartfelt conversations that inspire mindful living. Hi, lovelies. Welcome to another episode on the Girl Unplugged. It is faithfully me, your host, Rita, and today, I am going to be having a controversial conversation. Ha! Oh, you book. <laughs> yeah, I'll be having a conversation with someone by the name Azubike Anoliefo, who is a mystical philosopher, and our topic of interest is on gender. Now, we will talk about gender from the lens of mystical philosophy, and that's why I titled the episode A Philosophy on Gender, because there are a lot of opinions and ideologies when it comes to gender, and I decided to discuss gender with this lens, because it gives me the opportunity to question and analyze this topic from a different point of view. I hope it means something for you, and you take out something valuable. So, let's get right to it. Hi, Azubike. Welcome to the Girl Unplugged podcast. I'm glad to be here. How are you doing? I'm good. It's so good to have you here. And (laughs) I am optimistic about our conversation because I know today we are going to ruffle some feathers. And not that I mind, though, but (laughs) it's good to have someone to cause trouble with. So, you're welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. But I don't, I don't want to cause any problems anyway. <laughs> I'm here to know if we could solve some problems. Well, depending on the way people accept it or how they view it. But at the end of the day, let's just let's just have that peace in our mind that this discussion would not go without ruffling some feathers. That's just true. It. No, certainly truths are always shaking the table. Yeah. Whenever it's something that is truthful, it's always like that. You know, we don't want to agree because it contradicts conditional belief systems and all that. So I get what you're saying anyway. You're yes. Good. So you're welcome. Let's get to know you, Azubike. What would you like us to know about you? Um, well, number one, I'm a human being. <laughs> I'm a male. Yeah, those are the oh, key things, right? You identify as male. Pro- That's nice. <laughs> Yeah, I'm I'm male, obviously. You know, the pronoun issue in the United States is something else. Yes. <laughs> I'm a mystical philosopher. Like, talk about um, what connects what we know and what we don't know. That's what mystical philosophy basically is. You know, the regular kind of philosophy is um, trying to understand superiority of one thing over another, like tangible things. So mystical philosophy is trying to understand the connection between 
um, what we know, which is the physical things, and what we don't know, which are the things that might be spiritual, mystical, or godly, whatever kind of way you want to represent abstract thoughts. Yeah. That's what mystical philosopher, philosophy is, basically. Okay. So, um, I actually wanted to ask you to define philosophy in layman terms. And I know mm-hmm. you've already talked about mystical philosophy and what it means. But, you know, for the sake of building a foundation on the conversations we are going to have going forward, I would like you to just in lay terms give us what philosophy means. How can yeah. you define like- philosophy? I'm not going to define it. I'm going to say what it is because in layman <laughs> terms, it doesn't have to be a definition, right? Exactly. But if I have to define it, I will use terms that will not pass a layman's understanding. So philosophy for basically, mm. we have a head, right? We have brains and we mm. think we live in a mental reality and yeah. thoughts are faculties of understanding. So philosophy is our ability to create a relationship between two things so we can discuss it. Philosophy is divided into logic psychology, ethics, theology, metaphysics, and aesthetics. You understand? Psychology is basically about the mind. How do we understand our mental ability? How can we use our mind to control our life? How does our life, how is our life run by our mental, by our psyche? That's what psychology is. Ethics is about good or bad. um, Logic is about creating values, what is right over what is wrong. Mm -hmm. It's known as a doctrine of fallacies. So philosophy is basically understanding the, the relationship between two things. So what we do every day in life is philosophy. When you say a blue car is better than a white car, you just applied philosophy. And then someone will ask you why. You might say because white is your own philosophy. So yes. that's what philosophy is basically. That's how we understand anything. Plato said that philosophy is the best gift that God gives to man. And if mm. you think about it, without philosophy, we cannot have any discussion. And without any discussion, we can't have a life. So literally, life is philosophical. We live yeah. in a philosophical reality. So everything is philosophy. Yeah. Can I say that my opinions are stem from my philosophy? You can. You can. You mean your opinions are based on your philosophy, right? Yes. Yeah, but but you have to which, ask yourself which which ultimately is my own understanding and perception of the things or how I relate with my environment. True. 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 Yeah. Exactly. But you know, look at look at what we do. Your understanding is not your understanding. Mm. My understanding is not my understanding. Mm. My understanding is borrowed from people I read their books, people I look up to, and people that trained me, right? Mm. Your understanding is based on that fact, too. So when you're talking about your understanding, we're not talking about conditioned understanding. When you argue with somebody about a religion doctrine, is the person arguing on belief? So what we call philosophy sometimes is what we have been handed over to, what, what has been handed over to us, not what we experienced. Hmm. So what is your opinion? Does opinion come from a place of personal experience. Have you played soccer before you can tell somebody about soccer? Right. You understand? That's, that's, so your opinion has to be specific because mm. there's no correct philosophy. Yes. That's why we have thousands of beautiful philosophers because we all think differently. So if your opinions are personal, definitely they will have a universal truth. So when you bring out your philosophy, nobody's going to say it's wrong because there's an experience and it answers reasonable questions. Mm. So the point there should be opinion. What's opinion? 
<laughs> yes, I like the direction of this discussion. And I'm happy I highlighted that because, you know, in this day of social media where everybody has a voice and they are pushing it, there is bound to be that mix of wanting to push your opinions as a superior opinion without considering that just like you said there is no um, wrong or right philosophy right everybody is seeing life from their experiences their conditioning and their the way the environment they have stayed in has influenced them and so yes on that note I think we should move right into the topic or subject of today which is the philosophy of gender I have my reasons for wanting to have this discussion, which I would unfold as we go. We know that as a, should I say society? No, it's not a society. Okay, as a society, right? We have two main genders, the masculine and feminine gender. Like society has accepted. And then with that, we can say, okay, feminine and masculine genders exist because that is what is um, accepted or that is what is allowed by society and so i would like us to break those concepts of femininity and masculinity and i wanted to talk about this because in our society first in africa and then society at large femininity and masculinity are seen as a single dimension concept right masculine for man feminine for woman And then this dimension comes also with specific traits attributed to each. You find that the feminine trait has things, attributes like care, nurture, love, you know, expressiveness and the rest. And then for the masculine traits, you have attributes like ambition, you know, acquisition for wealth and all that and all that and so with that is it's as if when there is that crossover between the concepts of gender it seems as if there is an anomaly or a dysfunction let us discuss the concepts of femininity and masculinity as social constructs that are not singular in dimension (laughs) yeah First of all, I outlined some things. You said um, masculine and feminine, societal mm. belief, like the one accepted by the society. Yes. Right? Yes. Um, basically, there's something known as, the, as a universal principle. We have seven universal principles. And the seventh of the universal principles, and universal principles are actually universal principles. Mm. I, I don't want to talk about them in detail, but anybody that is interested could go look up the Hermetic Universal Principles and study the seven of them. Mm. It's practically the dynamics of life, how life works. That's yeah. what Universal Principle is. Mm. So the seventh of them is the law of gender. Mm. The law of gender states that there's masculine and feminine in everything. Yes. Everything has its masculine and feminine. The masculine and femininity is the basis of life. And within the law of um, the universal principles, the third one is the law of polarity that says that opposites are the same things, but are of different degree. Let me give you an example. If you drink hot water, Mm. can you tell me the points hot water turns to cold water or the points cold water turns to hot water? No, it is water at two different degrees. Hot water is water. 
cold water is is water. There is nothing like hot water. You can't see. I don't know if you get what I'm saying. Water is the basis, and there's hot and cold. That's the law of polarity. That is the law of relativity, telling you that good and bad are the same thing. It depends on how you're looking at it. Without white, you will not know black. Without black, you will not know white. So is white holy and is black bad? Because without black, would you would you know the holy white? Without darkness, exactly. there's no light. Yeah, exactly. So mm-hmm. it is it is they, they are dancing together. It's a dance, right? So the law of polarity is telling you that life is relative, basically, and the law of gender is telling you in that life of relativity, everything is masculine and feminine. Let's hold that thought. Mm. Now, why did I have to go here? You said that the societal acceptance. There's no acceptance. It is intrinsic in us. You are either a male. Let me not use male and female because I've not come to the physical manifestation of either you're feminine or you're masculine. Within me, there's a man and there's a woman. Within you, there's a man, there's a woman. If you decide to become a professor today or try to become the richest person in the world or do a man's kind of job, it is the masculine side of you that is coming out. Hmm. I don't don't know if you get what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. So the basis of gender is the root of life. So since we're talking about mystical philosophy here and we're concerning it to gender, yeah. because you know we're using the word gender, let's start, what does gender really mean? Hmm. What does that sound mean? It's an abstraction. Language is an abstraction. We talk about what is love. Can you see love? Can you see anger? Can hmm. you see hate? Can you see jealousy? Hmm. So those things are abstraction. We create words so we can use it to abstract an emotion that we cannot see. We, the only things we know, per se, are things we see. Anything we don't see, we create an abstraction to understand it and relate it to an emotion. Yeah. So in the terms of gender, the word gender is an abstraction to explain the duality of life. Let me explain. There is something known as duality. Duality is that... Every coin has two faces. Right. We live in a dimension of contrast. You hear things of like, um, it is because of the good, that's why there's the bad. That is duality. One of the duality we have in this life is gender. So as spirits, because we are spirits, we are not physical beings. As spirits taking up flesh, coming into a physical manifestation, you will either take up the body of a masculine gender Mm. or the body of a feminine gender mm. that you are that you are a woman is an attachment is it's, it's an attachment your your consciousness has to that body so you right. say i am a woman because there's a way you feel there's a way you behave there's a way your spirit has to reflect through this physical body of what we know as feminine so mm. you now say you're a woman but you are not a woman Neither are you a man. What you are is pure consciousness experiencing life through a feminine body. Hmm. And that applies to the other side. Now, in life, I just want to go to abstractions first. So when we start talking about the physical manifestation, it will make more sense. Sense, yeah. In life, somebody will say, what is the purpose of my life? Somebody will say, what is the mission of my life? There's a purpose for living. What is my purpose? To become the governor of whatever. Now, there's a mission to become that governor. The purpose is one. The mission is another. That is feminine and masculine. The mission is the masculine. You're going for the purpose is the feminine. 
The purpose is open. Women are naturally receptive beings. Men are not receptive. Women are open to things. A woman can listen to you more than a man. Women, you understand, they are nurturing. So the purpose is, what is my purpose? You're open to everything. I'm trying to tell you gender in abstraction of life. Yeah. What is my purpose? You're open to everything. Now you now find out the purpose. You now get a mission. You take up the masculine energy and you move. So you can mm. see that gender is in everything. So mm. gender does not have to do with sex or you being a guy or being a lady. That doesn't have anything to do with, that is a, only a physical manifestation of gender. Right. Because we live in a reality that there's a physical side, there's a mental side, and there is a spiritual so side. Tried. Now, yeah. within the physical side, gender is seen in the physical body. You are male, I am female. You understand? Within the difference of the genitals. Now, within the psychological side, the mind, we have what is known as the anima or the animus. There's a time I will start acting like a woman. If I start arguing with a woman or start exchanging words with a woman, the woman side of me will come out. Mm. And I start playing like a woman because a regular man, a normal man, will not exchange words with a woman. But once you see a man exchanging words with a woman, his feminine side, which is known as the anima in psychology, comes out and he will lose because he is now a woman in a man's body and he looks petty and he cannot win the argument. Yeah. Now, when a, a man, a woman wants to take up the attitude of a man, she wants to argue with a man, you see that she starts getting angry. The agreement stops going to, what are we going to learn? It starts going to abusive words. It's not yeah. going to reckoning, show of power, because she has brought out the animus, which is the man in her, trying to meet up a physical man, and it, it never works out. So in the psychological realm, there is masculine and feminine. Yeah. Now, in the world totally, in each age we live, if you know the, um, the, the, the dream of Nebuchadnezzar that was interpreted by Daniel, he said something about Nebuchadnezzar having a gold um, head or something like that, and uh, iron, iron was it called, yes. foods, yeah. and all that. Now, that, those are the four ages of life. There is something known as the yoga cycles. In, 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 in Christianity, that is the dream of Nebuchadnezzar. We live in different ages. At this point of time, if you used to be a Christian or you're still a Christian, you should have heard of the word end time. Yes. This is the end time. We have what we call golden age. We have silver, bronze, and iron. Iron is the end time. Now, all these times have gender. The golden age was the, master, was the feminine time. Then we did not plant food. You could say God gave us everything we wanted. I'm using God because of the audience I'm talking to. Yeah. Gave us everything we wanted. Fruits grew naturally in the ground. And it was a very beautiful time. We were very intelligent. We are, very, we are not farmers. We are hunters. We are just going to take things from the ground. Yeah. When we got to the Silver Age, we became hunters. And the Silver Age was the masculine age. That is when authority came in. Yeah. That's when we started having kings, queens. That's when the pharaohs started coming up. Because it was a masculine age. When we got into the Bronze Age, we now got into the age that the women were ruling. And men were within the women. It is an age of masculinity within femininity. That was when women, if you rape a woman, you will be killed instantly. Women were marrying. That, that women in India then could marry four men. If you have five men, then it is too much. Like women ruled the world. That was when goddesses were worshipped over gods. Gods were just worshipped in this time. What we used to worship before was goddesses. goddesses. Women could get pregnant without actually having sexual intercourse with men. And this is a known fact. 
For instance, I would always identify myself as a woman, not just because of my feature, or not just because, okay, biology says that because I have a breast and a vagina, I am a woman, right? And I have a curvy body. But also in the context of, okay, because you have all these things, this is the way you are supposed to act. Okay. And because of that form we have taken, we are identified as a particular gender. Um, you know, I said we which are spirit means, beings. Which means that spirit our beings. spirit is not, our spirit does not have gender. We have a gender because exactly. of the feature that we have taken. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. But le, le, that's very deceptive too. And this way is deceptive. We have spirits, we have a soul, we have the body. Right. Now, spirit is pure consciousness. You could call that God if you want to be theological about it. Yeah. Now, when the spirit is being embodied, you now become a soul, mm. right? Yeah. Now, you cannot intellectually want to live or be like your spirit. It is your highest achievement. Mm. You can't even do it. You can't mm. feel it. Like Once the spirit gets into the body, the spirit will not be the spirit again. The spirit starts filtering through the body. Mm. And if it is a feminine body, the spirit is going to be feminine, so to speak, although the spirit does not have gender. I remember right. gender is in everything, right. including spirit, so to speak. So yes. if it is filtered through a masculine body, the spirit acts masculine. I'm just using the spirit act. The spirit doesn't really have a gender, per yeah. se. Yeah. But the soul might have one because of the body it's being, it's residing in, something mm. like that. Mm. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, I get it. And and I'm I'm glad I'm pointing this out because I know that sometimes when we discuss philosophy in general, personally, <laughs> I get confused because it really <laughs> it really requires cerebral um how do I put it f- um, concentration to get exactly. it. And that's why I'm yeah. picking it. I'm picking it as a lay person. Now that we have stated this how would you now explain the fact that in the society we live in we see like little boys like the color of pink right we see women that are identified as tomboys we even see cross-dressers like bob risky (laughs) you know and we see male comedians who have an alter ego that are feminine you see a lot of them on instagram and all that you know and then we also have some certain description for women we call them alpha female and the rest of the other things we have and really i want to highlight this in our discussion because this is almost like our daily live and interaction the the things we can see tangibly happening happening around us and it is faced with a lot of bias because of again the conditioning we've had to say that gender is a singular dimension so uh, let's talk about that you know let's talk about the place of philosophy in all of this in trying to explain these behaviors as not just an abstract thing or something that is demonic because people like that also face stigmatization, probably because okay. the perception of the other people around them is, 
I don't want to say weak or due to ignorance, you know, because everybody has a right to ignorance. But at the same time, should it be faced with so much judgment than trying to understand these things in the light of our evolution as human beings? Now, there's this quote um, by Friedrich Nietzsche. He was a German philosopher and psychologist. He was a very intelligent one. He said, you can never become free until you become a slave. And it makes all the sense. How can you know freedom without being enslaved? Mm. Right? Mm. Now, why why am I bringing up this quote? The society we live in is our prison. Mm. This is our slave yard. Mm. And within our slave yard, it's an an educational institution. So it's not about what the society thinks, because the society is not the individual. The society Mm. is a group of individuals. And this group of individuals have been indoctrinated. And it's Mm. not a good or a bad thing. Mm. It's not a good or a bad thing. It is the prison yard before you become free. What Mm. makes you an active philosopher is not what you say, it's your perception towards life. The perception that has given you mental freedom. So whatever the society thinks should not be our problem. Our problem should be how are we going to have what we want, whatever we want. See, do we quarrel about the different hands we use? Do we quarrel with somebody who's a righty or a lefty? No. Do we quarrel with people who have different kinds of nose or have different ways of wanting to exchange kisses? No. But we so much quarrel with our genital importance. It's because our hormones have hijacked our, our sense of self. Hmm. We are controlled. Sex sells more than anything in this world. Right. <laughs> Sex sells 90% of everything in this world. Go to Instagram, you can see it everywhere. Yeah. Even go to the movies, you see it everywhere. So it, 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 it's, it's something that has, the human, the human race is, 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 is a psychotic home. Mm. And it's true. We just have to know. We just have to know we are mad so we can control our madness. So everything for us is sex. We have forgotten what we are. So now we put so much effort on, would you have sex with the kind of gender you should be, and all those things. We now say, it is meant to be this way. It is not meant to be this way. You know, we actually think God is how we are. If you're wicked, yes. you think God will somebody thunder. <laughs> so if you like being with a woman, you will think God only wants a man to be with a woman. Now, I'm not saying homosexuality is good or is bad. No, we should understand that sexuality has hijacked our thinking. So people become homosexual because of social pressure. People can become homosexuals because they want. (laughs) People people can become homosexuals because they want Mm. to get a job. People can become homosexuals because they want to fit into a particular group or they want to explore. Mm -hmm. And when I'm talking about homosexuals, I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I'm telling you, people could do this for this reason. But naturally, sexuality is a personal business. There are Mm. people that biologically. They cannot help but to be homosexual. Right. See, I've done research on homosexuality, and there's a homosexual gene because people think to people seem to think that homosexuality is purely about sex. In some sense, the world has made it purely about sex because everything is even regular heterogeneous relationship is not purely about sex. Yeah. To some extent. Yeah. So now, mind controls everything. 
every doctor can tell you that if you're pregnant with a child and you're saying, is it a boy? Is it a girl? If you're thinking it should be a boy and it's a girl, the woman with the child is going to change, is going to toy with the child's gender or whatever. I don't know how I'm going to call it now. It's going to toy with that. And the child usually is a female. The child comes out to become a tomboy, probably um, likes women, but might hide it. Lesbians get married and stay unhappy why they actually want to be with other women. There are some men that get married and stay unhappy why they actually want to be with other men. Now, in, in our country, it's an offense. It's, I'm a straight guy. I like women so much. So I'm not trying to say it's personal thing or anything. And even if I was a fag, it would be so perfect. I would look for the finest guys. Um, in life, we have subtler and non-subtler things. Subtler things are things that are a little bit... Um, they're not physical, right? You can yeah. sense them somehow, like love, right? Emotions, those are less mm. subtle things. Mm. The subtle things are physical things. That's how life is divided. There are different vibrations, you understand? Mm. Um, there are things you can see, there are things you cannot see because of different vibrations. Now, the mind is in between the subtler and the less subtle things, right? So what happens is that you perceive the physical world through your physical body, you send the information to the mind, depending on what you want, the mind sends it to the spirit, which is the, because the mind is the soul. It sends yeah. it to the spirit, and that thing is taken back and manifested in the world. Yeah. Um, the first universal principle is that the universe is mental. Everything is mental. Mm. Every single thing is mental. Mm. So even if a woman is pregnant and she records the sound of, I'm going to deliver without pain, and mm. listens to it every day for nine months, she will deliver without a pain. I've had friends that have done it, it's right. all over YouTube. Sometimes, you know, women get pregnant and maybe their husband is not around and they're always in need of a protector, a guidance. They yeah. automatically make a female child become masculine. Hmm. Hmm. Even when women are in trauma, a, a, a woman that is traumatic during, during pregnancy or that is going through a life-threatening circumstance, not at the point of pregnancy, during the period of pregnancy, would always need a comforter. If her children have a man around her, yeah. She would need a man, and she would, if she's carrying a woman biologically, she would change him to become a man. Oh, and wow. sometimes, when even our parents want a particular gender, let's say the father wants a boy and the woman wants a girl, she delivers a girl. The man subconsciously tries to make the girl a boy, take him, take her out for hunting, make sure she mm. doesn't pick wear red, she mm. doesn't do girly stuff. And mm. this is now the conditioning, and she now grows. Um, there's something known as sexual polarity. Sexual polarity is role play. I want to feel like a man around a woman. If I don't feel like a man around a woman, she's obviously a man. She might be pretty, she might be good looking, she might be sexy, but what is her sense of reasoning? Is she how to compete or is she how to support? Mm. Competition is masculine. Supporting is feminine. Now, when I talk about supporting, what a man does to a woman is not supporting. When your husband gives you money, she's not supporting. You are his, you are his, see, please, I have to use the word own. Ownership is not possession. We, we, we don't, see, if you own something, it's part of yourself. If you possess something, it is external from you. It's like a slave. So oh, a wow. man owns his wife. That is how that support is not helping. His responsibility. 
So you see the beauty of ownership in this, in this example I gave. So when women want to compete, which is not always a conditional thing, a psychological thing, sometimes it has to be something from bed, like changing of genders or like influence of the mind, the woman's mind during her pregnancy, right? So when women want to compete, they are possessed by their animals. Right. And they become masculine. Mm. And they become unattractive. Mm. And when a man is possessed by his feminine side, he becomes too mushy and too stuff. He becomes a nice guy. He becomes too... He doesn't seem to be able to provide security to his woman. The woman is now with her girlfriend, not with a boyfriend. So, you see that? <laughs> so how do you explain that thing where some men tell you that they like women that seem to be in charge let me see let me let me tell you let me tell you something let me tell you something behind every successful man there's a woman is not a gist see look at how this life works there is no competition between the two genders right there is nothing known as gender rule the man provides support in terms of responsibility the woman provides support in terms of nurturing the masculine energy is the forward-going energy. Even in sex, you can see the man has to have an erection and the woman has to be wet enough to allow him to come inside. Yeah. He's receptive and giving. And whatever takes, reproduces. It's a circle. Yes. So when we start thinking of it in terms of competition, mm. saying you want a woman that is... Um, how do you put that word again? Alpha, alpha female. Alpha, alpha female. female. <laughs> yeah. When, when you start using, say, you want a woman that is in charge, what the men are saying is that they want a woman that is strong, a woman that can be nurturing and supportive. When the man goes out to the forest to kill all the animals in the Asian time, he needs to come back and get a supportive wife. Oh, you didn't get all the horns today. Tomorrow is going to be better. Do you know what happened in society? Because he's so busy in the bush. He doesn't know what's happening in the community. So when he comes back, he needs to relax, get the meat prepared, and she starts giving him gist of what happened when he went to the bush. That is the support. You see the support? Nurturing responsibility. Nurturing responsibility. There is no competition. Once you say you want a woman that's, that takes control, it's you're saying we don't want a weak woman. We don't want a nagging woman. Because a nagging woman is a woman that does not understand. A woman that thinks it's all about her. And they are nagging men too. So we want this piece. When I mean we want, I'm not saying I belong to any group. I'm saying <laughs> this is what it is. So when men want it, I like women that are powerful. So, so, right? so, so, sorry, sorry. Let me shift this discussion a bit. Let me tilt it a bit. Okay. All right. Now, I cannot help but ask, because we are definitely no longer in that age of going now. Which age is that? I mean, of, um, hunting, no, and... hunting and all that. Now, all let's right. bring it out down now to where we have this issue of women that are also working, women that have jobs that also go okay. out and hunt in quotes now because they also bring back. We have, uh, okay. yeah, we have situations yeah, where yeah, yeah, yeah. women are breadwinners, Provide. women are also providers, True. you know, and all that. Yeah. And then it seems not to make sense anymore because even to, yeah. as a woman, to adapt to these current times, you have to tap into that masculinity. You get, and All it right. seems, and it and it becomes to look at, it becomes to look as if the problem now is that maybe the women are not 
um, are not able to now balance the both? We, we sabotage ourselves. That's the problem. Mm. Uh, you know, when, when I seem to explain things, as if I'm saying what is not, just, all of them are connected. Yeah. We're in the Iron Age, and that's the end time, as Christianity calls it. Now, if we're ending, that means we are going back to another beginning, right? Yeah. Like, the more, when you enter a dark room and there's a light at the tunnel, you have to walk through the darkness. And once you're getting close to the light, you start seeing a little bit of light before you finally get into the light. So um, the period we're experiencing in life is a period that we are going back to the golden age. We are at the ending time of the iron age, a whole complete cycle of the geometry of time. Each of these years is 1,000 or something. So we're at the ending time. Now, whenever we get to this ending time, we start waking up. That is why you can see the rebel of religion, feminism, theism, mm. um, 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 veganism. Lots of isms are waking up everywhere mm. because we are waking up. We are now knowing that the conditional truth is no longer the conditional truth. Not like it was false before. Mm. It was what we needed at that era because our psychology, our perception of life is totally affected by the lunar bodies, by the astral bodies, the, the, the bodies in the sky. So yeah. each time our solar system goes, you know, the sun we know is not the only sun. Cyrus is the sun of our galaxy. So our, our we go through the sun. Each time we come close to the sun, we start waking up. We start, I'm, I'm explaining this thing just, we start, we start knowing more things. So mm. now let's put it there. Women have come to a point that they are realizing that um, some women there are lots of reasons why people can be feminist or go get the bread and come to the house and all that. Remember, I said we're sabotaging ourselves. So, we, so most women have come to the point to realize that they are, they are, they might be complete on them on themselves. Yes. Yeah. Although there are some women want to have husbands mm. because of condition, yeah. you know, everything is what you think. Yeah. Because you have to have a child to take care of you. You know, all these things are what we think. Like, mm. people will say, look at the society. The society is a construct. Mm. It's what you think. I'm not saying become a hermit, but let's think about ourselves. We're waking up. So people are becoming more conscious. So women are now, most women are sabotaging themselves, trying to eat their cake and have it at the same time. And most men are doing that too. Because it is a social norm to be married. But it's not a social norm to be so awakened that you can realize that you alone, you're complete. Hmm. And if people are getting married because of sex, then it's shallow because exactly. with all due respect, you could have sex with anybody you want to have sex with. We live in a life of sexual revolution. Most women actually want to live a life of clear head. Most women don't want to become mothers. There are lots of things that makes a feminine have feminine energy. Hmm. Femininity means becoming a mother, but it does not apply to every woman because every woman is different. Hmm. You might be able to show your own femininity as a good mother, but that other woman might be able to show her own femininity as a woman that can advise her husband. Okay, let right. me give your audience some boost here. Hmm. The first and the only empress in China was Empress Wu Tanyang. She was a prostitute to one emperor, and he helped the emperor rule China as a prostitute in the room. When the emperor died, because the emperor's son knew how she was very influential in the growth of China, the emperor's son took her as a concubine. From a concubine, she became a queen, a wife to the emperor. When the emperor died, she became the first and the only empress of China. 
Mm. And she did great things. Mm. So now what am I saying? She might not, she killed her son at one time. She might not be a good mother in that aspect of being a feminine, yes. but she could push a man. Mm. Because men need push. Men need push because they are going forward. Men need push. Any man that doesn't say he doesn't need a push is lying to himself because women are more psychologically strong than men. So now a woman bringing food into the house, she might do that, but it is not the duty of a woman. She might not be the kind of woman that wants to do that. And people might object to this and say, in this social life, this, mm. that, yeah, everybody is a different universe. Just like this you, is my just like you can, just like you can say that ne- not every woman can be an okonji wala or an opera. Exactly, and there's a price to be anything. Right. To be okonji wala is not fun. You might not have a romantic relationship. You might mm. have an intimate boyfriend. Or to be Bill Gates is not fun. You might have people have your wife at their I'm own. So it's to pay for everything. It's just that we are so attached. So we think these things are personal. It's mm. not personal. You right. cannot eat your cake and have it. So mm. if you're a woman that wants to be on her own, you don't need to get married. Because you're frustrating yourself. You want to actually be in parties all your life and take care of your own money and be with any man you want to be with and do anything you want to do. But you want to fulfill the societal norm and you get married and you have a broken home and you get frustrated because you, you either enjoy none. It's yes. a very tough choice for people mm. to make because we live, we live inside the metrics of control. So mm. we don't even know what we want. We know what we think people think we should want. Oh That's my God. Problem. That's deep. You understand? So, 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 the, so the thing is that, the thing is that um, if, you, if you consider gender in terms of the ancient time and the modern time, know that as we are awakening now and we are thinking, yes, women should, because a woman should go make money. She needs it. She has to take care of herself, her personal needs. Then it was the kind of responsibility men gave them. And we don't need, in ancient time, women did not need all the fancy things women are needing now. Yeah. They didn't need anything at all. So now times are changing. Women are needing more things. And these some things are personal. Not like I'm not talking about tangible things, even some mm. kind of experiences. You, you might want to be in the yacht alone in, in, in Dubai or somewhere. And yeah. if you're married, you can't do that. Yes. So we have to say what is it what what are our priorities as human beings? What is more important? Think of yourself before your parents or the society. Because if you're unhappy, the parents are going to blame you. The society is going to say you are you a failure. But if you're happy, you can spread out that light. So what is in your hierarchy of priority? Everybody in this life, lowest hierarchy of priority is social conditioning. Because before sociality, we are an individual. Astrology is, is life. This is mystical philosophy. If it's confusing or abstract, I'm sorry, but this is how we talk about it. Because it's not classroom. It's yeah. mysticism. Yeah. It is in the book of Job. It is called Mesorat. People that said astrology is of the devil are the most ignorant of the human race. Yeah. Astrology is of God, is in the Bible, all over the Bible. Every human being has an astrological influence. Mm. Amotarus. I have friends that have astrological influences that are masculine. I am not a masculine kind of guy because Tarus is the daughter, it is Earth. It is a feminine energy. Mm. Venus is a goddess. Now, what I'm, just, what I'm saying is that a man being 
money is not alpha. An alpha human being is someone that knows what they want to do and they get it done. Hmm. Not in terms of being hard or being soft. Now, right. there are men that are rigid and they are, and they are stubborn and they are rigid and they are forceful. Those men are designed for some specific kind of women because there are women that are feminine in their astrological symbol. So they can be with those men. The man that might be soft is not weak. He mm. might just be, mm. he might just be, uh, he might just be passive, receptive in some sense. Not passivity, but he might just be considerate. Yes. Yeah, that, does, that doesn't mean he's soft. Yes. You understand? And you can only know that doesn't mean he's soft is when you try to take advantage of him being soft. Mm. Because you can see those very hard men, you can take advantage of them being hard and they become soft. It, it is, it's, it's a dance, kind of. So what I'm saying in essence is that there's nothing like an alpha male per se. You are only an alpha male depending on the kind of women and the kind of men you have around you. You are intelligent only when you are around people that might not be as intelligent as you are. But that doesn't make you intelligent. But what I'm yeah. saying is that we should know ourselves basically from the root. Mm. Remove gender. Mm. And act like a human being. Mm. And when you act like a human being, then you will know what you want in respect to your gender. Do you mm. want to get married? Do you want to be a career woman? Do you want once you know this? The, is it got, not because the society. I I I know I have a friend that didn't carry on of her child. She has phobia to being a mom, mm. and this is not a joke. It's true. Mm. She has a she has a help that carries her child. She didn't breastfeed her child. People will say she don't want to breastfeed your child. It's bad and all that. Yeah. Most women have phobia because why would you give birth to a child and not breastfeed your child? When you breastfeed your child, you're channeling DMT from your breast milk to the child to develop their brain. So mm. if you can, if you have phobia of being a mother, then don't get married or have a child. Yeah, it's not about the society. It's because you have lost yourself to the society. So you're dancing to the society music that nobody is playing while your soul is playing its own hmm. and you're not dancing to it. Yeah. So this... that's the problem of gender. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I love this conversation. It's, it's a wholesome one because I'm able to see different aspects and angles to one subject matter. And yeah, thank you so much for this. Thank you so much for your time and all the information and it makes so much sense for me because if we're able to like remove ourselves from what we think expectations of us is and really think for ourselves I think we'll live in a better world even though I feel like that world will be made up of people that are doing their own things but also you know I think there's this strong need in the world for uniformity you know, people want things to be in order to look a certain way, you know, to be in, should I say, unism. And so if you are different, you are almost like the enemy or you are, you are problematic, you know. But thank yeah, you. thank you for this. I, I really appreciate this. so much information and perspective that for a willing mind will help to process all this Whew. thank you guys for listening through this episode 
<laughs> hot takes, hot takes. Well, I hope it was valuable for you. I hope there was something you at least agreed with because I know that not everything is for everybody and some things are for some people. So yeah, but thank you for listening through this episode. I'd love to hear your feedbacks and your comments. I'd love to know what you think. As usual, chat me up on the Podroom app where we usually have our conversations and let me know what you think about this topic. Also, if you want to connect with Azubi K, you can do that on his Facebook page, expand.awareness or his IG page, expand.awareness too. I'll drop the links on the show notes and you can click and look him up. And yes, if you can't join me on the conversation on Podroom, you can send me a DM on Instagram at the girl unplugged or email retouchweeke at gmail.com, even though <sighs> you people seem not to be email people. But nevertheless, email me. I'll be accepting your messages. And yeah, share this with someone you feel will find this helpful. And until the next episode, continue to be you too full. Bye.